I'm a writer-director. Hi, I'm Lanny, and I am a writer, actor, and comedian. And welcome to They Thought I Was You, the podcast where we recontextualize our childhood obsessions with the Olsen twins from a 2021 lens from the biggest Mary-Kate and Ashley fans on the whole planet. That's us. That's us. That's you right. the right place. We are the experts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. our podcast is finally out in the world, Becca. Yeah, I know. This is actually our fifth episode, mm-hmm. but this is our first episode we've recorded since releasing it because yes. we did a whole bunch, like, in the backlog. Exactly. So, it feels good. It's exciting. I know. It is really exciting to have kind of people that we're sort of interacting with. Like, we know that we have listeners now, and we've, like, gotten all these downloads and, like, people who, like, aren't our friends. Yes. Um, and that's, like, that's really cool and exciting. And, it, like, kind of pressure, like, that we're doing this for our listeners now. Yes. Um, and I don't want to get, like, a big head. We have, like, a couple hundred downloads. It's not like it's, like, now that we're famous, everything's different. Exactly. Um, but also, like, I just feel like... Listening to the first episode when we were like, I just really want to find people like us so we can talk about this obsession that we all had and now feel like we can't talk about anymore. And now we're like kind of finding those people and it's so sweet. I know. It's so nice. Like, and I hope we find more of you because I know you're out there, but like who all the people who found us and who are like interacting with us on Instagram and all the people who are listening and just like respond to it like that makes us so happy because that's what we want like we really want to be here for the fans of Mary-Kate and Ashley absolutely and we've also met so many other people who are doing the similar thing like some of these Instagram accounts like Olsen Oracle Gimme Pizza like all these wonderful people who are doing such great things and um, uh, I am the cute one like shout out to all of you guys you really have like welcomed us into this community and it feels so great Um, I'm so happy to find more people People. I just this is wonderful yeah me too I also love that there's like a Mary-Kate and Ashley podcast community like of course there is <laughs> <laughs> yes it's 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 the biggest hug I could have wanted and hoped for yeah so today yes so we are um for anyone who has not listened to our previous episodes highly recommend going back but um if you're just starting with this one we're kind of trying to lay the groundwork of mary kate and ashley olsen's career so we can really understand it in present day if we're going to keep talking about this have a whole podcast where we talk about them we really want to go back from the beginning and understand every step of the process that got them to where they are yeah so our first uh four episodes that we did started the first one well the first one was basically an overview on our fandom and what we want out of the podcast the second one was a deep dive into the very beginning of their career from when they were nine months old and were cast on the show full house and the first few years of their life and then the second the two episodes after that were about dual star entertainment group which was the production company that they fil- that they formed with Robert Thorne who is a disastrous haired um <laughs> entertainment lawyer who basically like took over their careers and we're still trying to decide if he's good or evil i think he's a little evil mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah we're that's that's where the dial is kind of leaning right now we yeah. are still early on in the process yeah. um we did re- review the two uh dual star 
pieces of media that they put out, uh, our first video and the Mother's Day special, which were, you know, not the greatest. We'll be honest. They were no. really bad. Yeah, not not high quality media. Really um, shitty quality. But what really mattered was that they were able to like start securing their fan base. And I think at that time they had so many fans from Full House yes. already. So people were just so excited to see them do something. And mm-hmm. it didn't matter that it was like a $13 set and like the low, like half of the songs in the one you watched were in the one I watched. Like right. it just didn't matter i don't think it mattered at all (laughs) exactly it was kind of like trying to repurpose the stuff that they did for the tv and put it into a video uh that people could watch at home which is really kind of makes a lot of sense for where they end up going in the rest of their career um which is cool but today we're going to talk about um Double Double Toil and Trouble and How the West Was Fun, which were the two movies that they put out um, after those two uh, things that we just talked about. Uh, And they were TV movies. So they have a little bit more help with the network resources for these ones. So they are made with ABC, which they had, they had like an exclusive contract with them, right? Yeah, $10 million one. That was, we also went over that in our dual store series that they secured this crazy deal saying we're going to do like a guaranteed series after Full House with all of these movies and uh, we're going to own it all and you're going to help us put it on. And ABC was like, (laughs) well, I guess we gotta because Mary-Kate and Ashley are the golden ticket for our future. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so their first two features that they did after forming Dual Star, because they already did one um, to Grandmother's House We Go, but this, these are two after forming Dual Star. Um, the first one was Double Double Toil and Trouble, and then after that was How the West Was Fun. So should we get into it and kind of like talk about them? Let's do it. Okay, so I watched, well, I watched both of them. Yeah, we both watched too, both. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the first one I watched was Double Double Toil and Trouble because chronologically it came first. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that I actually had seen it. Oh, good. I, th- I thought I hadn't seen So I kind of felt like my fandom started with, like, I, like, I loved them on Full House and I loved all their, like, detective movies, party movies, like, go on vacation and meet boys and be brats movies. <laughs> but, like, I... I never thought I really connected with these, like, younger made-for-TV movies. Sure. Um, But I did remember Double Double Toil and Trouble. Um, So, basically, like, for those of you who haven't seen it, just, like, quickly, it's about these two twins, uh, Sarah and... No, Lynn and Kelly. That sounds right. And they... Basically, like, they go and visit their, like, wicked haunted aunt in her, like, wicked mansion castle because her parents, uh, um, what's his oh. name? From Will and Grace? Will. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is his name? Fuck, I'm looking it up right now. Don't worry. To the rescue. Eric McCormick. Eric McCormick, who is Shoot. so hot in this movie. He's, like, 25. <sighs> He's so good looking. He's almost these, unrecognizable like, at first, yeah, too. He has these, like, round 90s glasses that are, like, very in now. And, mm-hmm. like, he's just, like... And so that... And they have this, like, frumpy mom who's, like, 45, but I looked her up and she's actually 28, of course. Wow. Um, 90s but anyways, clothes. So, 
I know. So they go visit their, like, haunted evil aunt, um, played by... Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman, played by Cloris Leachman, who is doing such... Like, she's so just, like, doing it right. Like, she knows what she's doing and how to do it. She's so good. She's so fucking evil. So they go visit her, and they're like, okay, kids, wait in the car, because she hates children. And (laughs) so... And so, like, the parents go and they're like, hey, like, we know you're evil. We know you hate us. But, like, we need money because the bank is taking our house. And she's like, no, I am evil. And um, and so basically we find out that she has, like, a kind twin sister mm-hmm. who, ha- who named Sophia mm-hmm. who she trapped in a mirror. Because they're because witches. She, because they're witches. She trapped her in a mirror because... She was jealous that she fell in love with someone, a man named George, and was finally um, leaving the house and running away to get married at the young age of, like, 77. Yes. Um, (laughs) They had lived their whole lives together. She finally was like, I want to get married now. Yeah, I'm finally leaving the nest. Um, So she's like, oh, no, actually, I'm going to trap you in a mirror and, like, hypnotize George and make him my servant. (laughs) And so the twins were like, oh, my God, like, we, oh, and so um, the evil one has a gemstone Mm -hmm. that, like, holds all the power, basically, to, like, all of that. So the twins are like, we have to get the gemstone. And um, there's a flashback with the two sisters, the old sisters, played by Mary-Kate and Ashley. And I remember that so well. And I remember being so, like, confused as a kid because it's, like... It's this, I don't know, it's just like, I think it, I don't, I think it's confusing when you're a little kid, or I was a stupid child. No, you weren't stupid. I remember being dazzled, just being like, yeah. oh my god, genetics are amazing. Yeah, the they, had, they, they looked so similar. Yes. That's so beautiful. Um, <laughs> that was really how I thought of it. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, okay, so basically, they are on this mission. They, like, run away from home. Well, they go they go trick-or-treating. They run away from home. That's one of the things that I we can talk about later, but, like, it's very formulaic in yes. all of these movies. There's, like, mm-hmm. a beat where they all run away, and there's some adult that's like, it's not a big deal. Like, every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time. Like, their parents are so scared, and there's an adult that's like, no, lighten up. Um, so, basically, they run away. They find this homeless man mm-hmm. who is the only person of color in the movie mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. very very problematic mm-hmm. um a lot of stereotypes going in there yeah yeah like they he's like very lazy and he's like i want to be rich and i want to do all this stuff to get rich and they're like have you tried working and he's mm. like oh he's cringe. like yeah um so it's not great at all um and again not their fault they were children it's not their fault of course (laughs) um so basically to someone like they go on a journey to find the gemstone there's a lot of tricking and there were parts actually at the end that were like legitimately really scary where like the evil one like masquerades as the nice one Uh uh-huh and then turns evil and like i remember that like yeah the way they did it with like the music and everything like was truly really scary. Really impressive. Yeah, like really. Yeah, for a very really low budget, it seemed like, but like really good. Yeah, I don't know what the budget was. Like it seemed. I mean, it definitely was like a better budget than like our first video and all that because it was like totally. a real feature film. But there's like this scene where they're in like the witches' meeting and it's like Party City. Yeah. Like 
storage room. True. Um, <laughs> uh, so then they they get the gemstone, they, like, save the day, and then they trap the bad witch in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, shatter the mirror and then just, like, put the mirror shards in, like, a bucket and she's just in it. And it's, yeah. Like, a miserable nightmare and then everyone lives happily ever after yeah and then the nice grandma <laughs> gets to make out with george for the whole end of the movie <laughs> yeah which is you know yeah. so sweet so sweet yeah, it's just very so uh sweet. wow you were really pent up in that mirror there well girly. yeah i mean she was in there for seven years watching her beloved like wait on her sister yeah that's true so did yeah. you like it I definitely liked it better than To Grandmother's House We Go. Yes. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was, it was, it it tried. Mm-hmm. Like, it tried to write a compelling plot, like, with element. It wasn't lazy. Um, and I thought that Mary-Kate and Ashley were really good and really cute. Like, they are, now that I'm, like, very old, like, so much older. <laughs> like, now that you're very old. Now like that I'm old I'm going to, like, leave, finally leave the nest. Um, no, but I, <laughs> like, now that I am older, um, they're so cute. Like, they're I just, know. like, cute kids. That's been um, also a weird thing looking back at these as an adult. Like, yeah. I never thought of that. Like, because they were our peers back then. Right. And yeah. that I never thought about how cute they were. So it is really weird going back now and having this sort of maternal feeling towards them. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. I know. It, 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 I do have this like kind of protective feeling towards them too because like just knowing more about them and knowing how they were like thrust into this job I feel, I feel very protective of them and they feel very like vulnerable to me and I just yeah. like, I know that like they kind of like went through hard times later and like throughout and like they're kind of still looked at like with ridicule from even though they're successful fashion designers I'm just I just feel protective of them totally Um, because they were just like these innocent little adorable kids yeah and also like how well they're doing in these movies is really what helps them like keep going down that path that we know that they're about to go on which yeah Yeah. it's, it's a it's a bittersweet sort of feeling yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought that they were both really, like, good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, really funny and really cute and, like, rose to the occasion. I thought they were good. But yeah, I definitely thought this movie was a lot more entertaining than To Grandmother's House We Go. I thought To Grandmother's House We Go was really boring and just, like, almost unwatchable. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what did you think about it? We both watched it. We did both watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember these movies so much better than you do because uh, that was the difference in our upbringing. Like, you were a full house fanatic, and I never yeah. watched it. And right. I got into Mary-Kate and Ashley, like, around It Takes Two time. So when I that movie came out, I went back to the video store, and I was like, I need to rewatch stuff. And I was at the perfect age to just, like – rewatch and rewatch and rewatch this stuff on tape because I never yeah. saw them on TV when they aired. Mm-hmm. Um so Double Double Toil and Trouble feels like this is my Halloween movie. Like I never yeah. even got into Hocus Pocus because like this was to me like feel felt like Halloween. And like having Eric McCormick in it like blew my mind because I never realized that until I looked back at it as an adult. Um and he's so good in it. And it makes so much sense that he's the one who ends up being the famous person <laughs> to go on yeah. and do great things after this movie. Um, but but yeah, and it, there were like those problematic things uh, 
unfortunately sprinkled throughout. And it's it's really hard to kind of look past that now in 2021. Um, but ultimately, like the characters were good, you know, like they were they, at the end of the day, they they were helpful. And yeah, it, yeah, it, I think a lot of the movie holds up. A lot yeah. of it, especially with the just the the good structure of the story and the very good climax of the movie and the twists and turns that it takes. Yeah, it's very. I mean, it's definitely formulaic for like how a movie should go, but like they did it right. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like groundbreaking or anything, but like they did do it. Like all of the pieces were there, and yeah, like the end was legitimately suspenseful and scary, and like there was a lot of like trickery with the moonstone and like a lot of like back and forth that like they didn't have to put effort into, but they did. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, I really, I really liked it. And I also thought, like, parts of it were, like, genuinely funny. Like, I felt like um, Cloris Leachman was, like, so, like, so into that evil part. And she, like, didn't need to be. Like, the scene, the (laughs) scene where she, like, like, um, puts the curse on her sister and um, her fiancé. Like, she's so like sociopathically like calm in that scene and she's just like well no like that's not that won't it's not like she's like i'm gonna kill you like she's just like no like that's like that won't do and or whatever and like does it and then she's like okay george like watch me like watch me finish my pasta and then i'll like do whatever i don't i can't even do it like yeah it no just, i like i know exactly what it was so and calm right and away. so calm and evil like it was just like a great performance there were some people in it who were like really insane like the grave digger was oh my god yes from a regional theater production like for he just, sure like, he looked like yeah. he was from vaudeville yeah 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 like he he was i mean but he also was like yeah i'm in a crazy kids maybe sure i'll do this but he kept like popping around the tree to say his lines and like it was just like just like very uh crazy yeah yeah um i mean they i they did a really good job of like framing the girls as like people to root for and Mm -hmm. like i think if we're talking about like fandom and like them having fans like they really set them up as being i mean they were the heroes of the heroes yeah yeah but like in the beginning basically the first scene is them like thriving at a group halloween party and like being (laughs) like having all these friends right and then there are just moments like when their parents are just like we're so lucky to have these girls. Like, they're the best girls. Like, they're just such great girls. And I just feel like... <laughs> Lifestyle just brand, like, like, so on point so early. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like they're really telling you, like, these are the girls to watch. They're great. Like, they have all these friends. You can be one of them, too. And, like, like stick with us. Like, we won't steer you wrong. And yeah. I that was, like, and I they really have, saw that. They have an interesting thing in this movie that I don't see in a lot of the other ones where they're, like, kind of against each other a little bit like that's yeah. the that's kind of like boiling underneath where they're resentful a little bit of being twins and that and yeah. that ends up tying into the adult twins and that's the danger of not getting right. along with your twin is you could end up trapping your twin in the mirror exactly and, classic and, yeah tale. and then the <laughs> and the climax where like the evil witch is like talking to ashley like hey maybe you don't want to be a twin anymore you could put your twin into the mirror too and you and i can go and conquer the world and she yeah. seems like she's genuinely considering it yeah. like oh as a Amer- as a very good ashley fan like devastating like that's yeah. that's some juice 
No, really, for real. Yeah. yeah. And that's, like, early on in their careers. Like, because I know that, like, later on they do, like, Winning London. Like, it's always it's always surprising mm-hmm. when they make the choice for the movie for them to be against each other because so often they're a team. Yeah, and, and like, so, like, peas in the pod. Like, they're all they're usually, the pod, like, the yeah. same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But, like, Winning London, they, like, were, like, not friends. And they were just, like, yeah. fighting the whole time. And this, too, like, it's, like, but but I like that, like, it was a lesson in, like, you know, betray your sister and go a separate path or, like, unite with them, with her and, like, be stronger than ever. And that's how, that's ultimately how the Good Witch was freed yeah. because they had to do an incantation, which I was shocked they knew what that word meant, but, like, they had to do an incantation at midnight, um, uh, like, and they couldn't tell them what it was. They're like, we don't know it. And she's like, I can't tell. It has to come from the heart. And they were like, was it Mary-Kate or Ashley? You know I have this blind spot. I'm telling them a part of that age. <laughs> it was, I know. I'm pretty sure it was Mary-Kate who starts to, like, forgive her or whatever. Yeah. I, I watched the movie a couple months ago because I stupidly thought we were talking about it the last episode. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure it was Mary-Kate who starts yeah. that. Yeah, and she was basically just like, I'm sorry, I didn't want you to be my twin. I love having you as a twin. Like, you're always my twin. And it was, like, really heartfelt, and it mm-hmm. felt really, like, emotionally earned because we had just been on this, like, really traumatic journey. Yeah, and them. they lost. And, like, they lost yeah. the the thing that they were trying to do for the whole movie. And so it was really, like, a all-is-lost moment, and then they just yeah. do this and then save the day through the power of their sisterhood. Of their sister-love bond. Like, yeah. And they broke the cycle of, like twin evil hate like i know it's not like a legitimately good movie but like for what it is (laughs) they did a good job absolutely this is a tv movie in the 90s this isn't a hallmark movie this is in the 90s a tv movie in the 90s starring five-year-olds yes like it did not need to be good and especially because like this is the second thing that they made through dual star after the two things we talked about last time yeah and it is so much better. Like, it is such a jump. Like, we were saying before, like, oh, the other stuff didn't need to be good because it was just the twins and they didn't, it doesn't matter. It was matter. for kids, yeah. It was for kids, but so was this. And mm-hmm. this could have been so stupid and, like, the plot could have been dumb and, like, it just, it, but it was good. It had all the beats. It had all, it was good. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, right. Double Double Twilight Trouble. We see you. We see you. Are we ready to so move let's on to do How the West Was the West Fun? The West Was Fun. Yeah. Go okay. tell me about it. Yeah. So we did both watch this, and I just watched it last night. And, like, I had to put my cards on the table. Like, I love this movie so much. And I I think I might be in the minority of, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley fans who obsess over this one because I feel like yeah. it is mostly a forgotten one. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I think there was – so to go back and say what it's about, Susie and Jessica uh, are two twins living in the city with their single dad. Their mom has passed away, sadly. Um, but it is strange to see them now with a single dad. I think that's the first time we've seen that in this in this chronological journey. Um, and they get a, a letter from uh, their mother's beloved dude ranch – that she grew up on and her godmother owns and <laughs> they say get this ridiculous letter that says it's, like, it's in danger quick. it says do not call just come before it's too late <laughs> like come immediately <laughs> and like the dad is reading this just like huh interesting that's too yeah. bad like yeah this is a and ridiculous they're... thing this is something you should read and just be like okay that was a joke mail <laughs> 
Yeah, junk. yeah. But the girls were like, "We gotta go. We gotta save it." You I'm sorry. Go. I won't say. Yeah, you do. No, no. It's, it's that's that's exactly what happens, though. We gotta go. We gotta save it. And of course, he works for a heartless dragon lady insurance company, and um, we see him like having to deny a claim from a blind woman. Also, just side note, this movie talks a lot about banks and insurance and things that are loans, loans way over kids heads. That's why I think it wasn't a hit. I guess (laughs) so. Because it's like about logistics of like a deed for a piece of property. Absolutely. There is a whole lot of paperwork logistics (laughs) that are plot points. That is true. Yes. (laughs) But maybe that just speaks to how nerdy I was. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah, didn't maybe. bump me. Yeah. Um, couldn't tell you. But uh, so they call they call their, their dad's boss, ask him for time off. And she is so aghast that he would ask for time off a day later, even though they just left the message. She calls him back and says, uh, don't worry about coming in. You can take your time. In fact... You're fired. You're fired. And then they only play the part of the message that says, go ahead, take your vacation. Which is <laughs> and such like, smart. Great. Yeah. So They're smart. They're so smart in these movies. They like, really they are, are. so fucking smart. Like, yeah. very aspirational type of problem yeah. solvers. Yes. Um, so they go to the ranch and um, immediately meet this beautiful trick writer gorgeous um doing these crazy like tricks and everything their dad is immediately attracted to her immediately hits on her which (laughs) she's open to like i mean he's an attractive guy too if we're talking hot dads oh i don't think so i think his his nose is way too little he's such a pointy little face oh man i i was like the i wrote down hottest dad ever it's okay it's okay we just have different tastes no it's totally fine (laughs) but you're right like when she gets off the horse immediately she's like hey, I don't see you around this ranch a lot. Like, she's just immediately just flirt lady. Like, yes. it's just like, what are you doing? It's like, wow, okay, you know what? Yeah. I'm sure there's not a lot of people around here. That's true. <laughs> there's um, no one there. Right. <laughs> Except for horses. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also meet another borderline problematic only person of color in the film. Yes. Uh, who is a Native American man named George and, you know, they ask him, oh, do you have a weird name? And uh, it's bad. Um, yeah. And they say the, the names and it's he, really offensive. It's, it's really very offensive. But he gives yeah. it back to them at least. Uh, like, oh, is your name Jessica and Susie? And they're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So we meet those cast of characters. Then we meet uh, their god, their mother's godmother who was, uh, what is her name again? Peg Phillips. Yeah. I thought she was a famous actress. I looked her up. She's not. I guess you I just know just... her from Seventh Heaven. Oh, is that because I is? looked her up and I was like, oh, that famous actress is in it. And I was like, no, I just know her from Seventh Heaven. Yeah, she has like barely any credits. But then yeah. the real famous actor, Martin Mull, who plays Bart, this yes. evil, evil guy who is the like son. legitimately evil. So which like we'll, ma- we'll talk about. We'll talk about it. Yes. Like, oh my god. Like, like honestly, juicy. like this movie is so boring, but it's more fun to talk about for some reason. Like I actually have a lot of thoughts on this one. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I mean I so these they I, I just love it so much. I think I love like <laughs> I loved horses at this time. And so yeah. like this is just every horse girl's fantasies to just yeah. see that. Because they're immediately like they go in and then they they uh, find their mom's diary on the ranch that gives them all of the clues they need to solve this mystery that they're mm-hmm. so the 
Bart is trying to uh, sell the ranch and um, Natty is old and like easily manipulated by him. And so Mm -hmm. they get like this diary that says Bart also accidentally tried to burn the ranch down when they were kids because he hated it so much. And then they find out that he's actually manipulating like the reservations, canceling people's reservations, trying to make the ranch lose money so that they have to sell it so he can make this big amusement theme park. park. Yes, yeah. a West old Wild West themed amusement park. And yeah. then that starts this whole theme of the movie of like anti-commercial, anti-consumerism. Like <laughs> yeah. we need to be uh in love with the land and the wildlife and and they actually have some really beautiful conversations with George, the Native American man and I I remember like watching this movie and the only other point of reference I had for anyone who was Native American was Pocahontas and I remember feeling like just so much like respect for this the for this character and like I was like yeah we really need to respect the earth oh my yeah. god like yeah. it is terrible like like George <laughs> says when the white man came and all of this and I was like yeah fuck when the white man came what yeah. the heck yeah. so like this was actually very important for me just in my own like uh um universe and uh understanding of the world building like so in all the problematic every time he walks on screen there's a like a, a native american music that plays behind him which is yeah probably problematic um yeah. but uh but yeah like i feel like he is like the moral heartbeat of the movie too and, I, and he's a very interesting character i really love him in it so like yeah anyways that's yeah and he's like he's a really good actor and like he's just a, an interesting like I don't know. He's just, like, a cool, interesting person, and, like, his acting choices are interesting, and, like, he just, yeah. Like, is he in any other stuff? I looked him up, but I couldn't, like, he was, he he's played, like, a couple other things, like, nothing big, nothing huge, mm-hmm. no big, huge movies, like, I think he was deserved. Um, but, yeah, for, like, the very sparse Native American representation in 90s, like, media back then, like, honestly, I, 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 I'm happy I had this as a kid, because it gave yeah. me a window into that. Um... Yeah, and I think watching it now, too, it does, that part of it holds up. Like, obviously, the, like, because they did, they were offensive, for sure, but they could have gone more in that way and yeah. made him just, like, not a, like, a character with any depth or any point of view, mm-hmm. but instead, they really did do a really good job with that part of it. Right, yeah, he, like, just was a friend of their mom's that he grew up with and was there because he loved the ranch and loved this thing, too, just as much as everybody else. So, yeah, yeah it, it, the... It's a really weird compare, like a uh, thing that they both both these movies had one person of color in it, and that was like their guiding um, cohort throughout the movie. Strange, yeah. but I do think this one handled it better than so Double much Double Twin Trouble because the other one basically it was like these two white girls who were five trying to like tell this black man like the value of like working hard yeah, bear- and then Ooh. he turns into a bird yes like it's like <laughs> yes. not okay it's not okay <laughs> it's really not <laughs> no um so anyways so we we get through and and we we start like the girls try to uh go uh, like stop bart's whole master plan of gafuli land um mm-hmm. try to like show their great i'm gonna tell grandmother because that's basically what she is that like 
this he's he's doing this bad stuff and then they uh they're she's not believing him so they have to go to this executive in denver Denver. and they take a horse (laughs) to go there like this is the kidnap or not kidnapping excuse me that's later this is the um running away moment yeah Yeah. this is the running away beat with a wonderful lizzie olsen cameo i forgot about good yes i forgot about this i love it elizabeth olsen you nailed it she was so good and i just like know okay so let me tell you what it is and then we'll talk about it so basically they're in denver and she they're like they're on a horse and they're like which way to the like seventh street or whatever it is yeah Yeah. and then she's like it's that way silly goose or something Yes, it's silly something. They're just it's silly. I'm so, not sure. It's but so it's funny. Adorable. But she's so happy and smiley. And like at the time, it's like this cute kid sister in their big famous Hollywood sisters movie. And now she's like fucking Elizabeth Olsen. Now she's a uh, Scarlet Witch. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful, amazing story. Yes. Oh, I love it. But they so they go to the this executive's office. They charm the way to get him to come into the ranch. They bring him. They agree to go, and that'll be the last chance that they'll this ranch has if they can woo these executives into giving them a loan. Yeah. And um and yeah, and then Bart is just trying to just get in their way at every turn. Like pops holes yeah. in the rafts, puts wild mustangs in, in place of the riding back horses, horseback riding yeah. horses. Um, and then eventually they win over the executive by going on this precious gold hunt. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, then the, the, the mean old executive man remembers what life is what, all about. What fun and- is. Like, but, but it, it, he had such a, such an abrupt arc. Cause at the beginning they're like, please save our ranch. And he's like, I care about money. <laughs> this amusement park's going to make me rich. Which first of all, is it like, I feel like that is a very risky investment. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. That we don't need to talk about like amusement parks aren't like gold mines, but no. anyway. I also like low key love that character so much. Like, there's a moment when like they realize the horses are gone, and they their dad says to the kids like, "Go distract them," and mm-hmm. they're like, "So, how'd you become so successful?" <laughs> and he does, this, and he goes into this whole like, "Well, it started with a book, kids. And I, <laughs> I read it, and I thought, well, I want to find buried treasure, and yeah. my treasure was money." <laughs> It's, yeah, he was really funny. He was good. Oh, so good. So sweet. Um, so, yeah, they basically win them over. And then right as they're going home to, like, sign the papers and be all done, like, Bart kidnaps them and takes them yes. on a river raft ride. Down. Very he, like, literally, he, he literally snatches them up, throws them on a raft, and is like, this is called Widow's, like, Widow's River because everyone dies. Yes. And, and it's literally like, everyone about, he, but before they get in, they're like, no, don't let those kids go on there. Yeah. And he, but then, uh, yeah, but like, that is like the most traumatic moment of a human being's life. Like, if that were real, their entire lives would be about that forever. Like, it's not just like, oh, we won the ranch, so, like, it's water under the bridge. It's like, that's your whole life. Your whole life is getting over that. Yes, you were kidnapped by an evil man you knew was evil. By an evil man who tried to kill you in a river. And bring you over a dam on a raft. Yeah, yeah. Wild, wild. But he, he was, like, truly evil, like, 
because at first it was like, oh, I don't like the ranch, so I'm going to build an amusement park. Fine. But then he was like, I'm going to send all the horses to the glue factory yes. and throw you in a like, in a senior citizen's home. A senior home. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And I'm, I'm taking your TV away. I'm not letting them give yeah. you any, like, dessert. That, like, that character is just, like, unreasonably evil. Yes. Like, I feel like the way that they write the evil characters in this movie, especially this one, I would mm-hmm. say, is, like so over the top and there's also that moment when they find his like his whole re uh miniature area of the uh, what his um dream is for his amusement park what is it called the miniatures like the, yeah the model the model the thank you yeah he, they find his model basement and then he's he comes down there and then sees them hiding and yeah. then goes to the corner takes a hammer and just <laughs> knocks it on his hand <laughs> while they leave oh my god no he's fucking evil but also can we talk about before that he comes down to this was like the funniest stupidest scene he like comes down to his model area and he's like hello my beautiful like my beautiful creation (laughs) she's a beauty so good to see you my love you're gonna take over the whole world and you're gonna make me lots of money what we're gonna do is we're gonna take over the ranch pave it get rid of all these like he just like he's like seducing his model like his model amusement park by telling it the plan yes and it's like Okay, I must have to believe this is what you say every time you see Every time you go downstairs. I know. You just give your evil master plan every single time. It was that was very funny to me too. Yeah, it was so funny. Um but anyway, yeah, they save the day. And they, they save the, the day, so they end up, like, finding a bar to, like, grab onto, and Bart goes off down the raft. Somehow doesn't get arrested after the end of this. Um, they all just, like, get, they save the ranch. There's a line dancing. He's there in full cast. They just go, oh, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and- Bart, who just traumatized these children forever. Yes. And then they <laughs> save the day, and they do a land- line dance. And um, I I started crying during the line dance. I have oh to tell God. you, I'm not like Why? proud of it, but it was notable because I think I just like remembered how much I loved this movie, and I think it was like my parents both grew up on farms, and so I feel okay. like seeing that might be wild. Yeah, that might camp. be it. Yeah, and yeah. so I think just, like, seeing this kind of, like, country representation like, yeah. and seeing them, like, win in such a like, epic way in this way that was really connected to the earth and, like, a deeper yeah. meaning and everything. And I, I was just like, I'm so glad I had this movie as a kid. <laughs> That's really sweet. <laughs> That's really sweet. I think I I think I would show it to my kids one day. I think I would, and just yeah. uh, you know, then also show them like a better representation of Native Americans. But then also like, hey, this this is a pretty good movie. It's a lot of paper logistics. So just yeah. like it's it's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot <laughs> of like bureaucracy. A lot of like yeah. It's just that's what's super boring about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's very. Di- I've never I've never seen this movie. Oh, and it funny. was completely, it was so different from what I thought it'd be like. Because it starts out with them, like, in the Old West doing, like, win, lose, or draw. And they're yes. like, and and then they both wake up and they're like, did you dream about the Old West? Cowboys all the way. And I'm like, that's insane. And the but line I that itself, because it- I had to write it down, <laughs> is, were you at a showdown, shootout, son of a gun? 
<laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> but imagine waking up with like next to someone and being like, "Did you dream you're in the old west?" Shoot out! Like they're just kind of like, "Mine was a," and I'm like, "That is such a coincidence to both have that dream." Well, um, yes. Oh wait, go. On. But but I thought that that's what the movie was. Like I had no idea that it was like present day like oh. loans and paperwork about like a a ranch property like i thought it was about i thought it was like a, an old western like they go back in time or something so i really had no idea what to expect wow that's so yeah. interesting that and the yeah. trailers would have you believe that yeah like yeah, yeah they they open with that dream se- sequence which really only works as a like um epiphany or a little foreshadowing to this evil person that they're about to meet but yeah. it really has nothing to do with the movie at no. all um, they probably marketed it like that because they realized like hey we made this like quiet film that appreciates the earth and it's about paperwork so maybe we should like play it up as like a western something more exciting i mean it is cool actually that they made this movie after like double double toy in trouble which is like so high concept Mm -hmm. and this is like just like calm and i mean yes there's like evil people and it's like ridiculous but it's just this sort of like you know, like, there's there were some beautiful shots where they were, like, sitting on a log with, like, the wind blowing with these gorgeous mountains in the background, like, reading the letter from their mom and, yeah. like, just appreciating nature. And I was just like, that's so lovely. And, like, you just, like, wouldn't expect that from this kind of movie. Not at all. Not at all. And I think I really, I, yeah, I appreciate them for doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, these are those two movies. Um do you want to talk about what was similar and like yeah well one thing that like immediately struck me was how they hate older women uh, uh <laughs> well them. well yes because at the beginning the boss or the dad was like oh dragon lady and it's like an oh. older woman who's like the dragon lady and who is probably turned that way because she's never been respected as a woman in charge Whoa, but it's just deep. like yeah, uh, but it's just, like, the dragon lady, and then there's, like, all the witches in the other movie. But they and... love Grandma Natty. That's true. No, that is true. I'm trying to think if there was any evil older women in... I mean, there's Rhea Perlman, but, like, that's not... She was, oh, like, a bad yeah. guy. She was a bad guy with her husband. That's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, other yeah. similarity is definitely, like, the part where they get lost mm-hmm. and someone doesn't care. Like, for... I mean... This one and To Grandmother's House We Go was the same thing of, like, the parents' new love interest mm-hmm. doesn't care that the kids are missing. Like, uh-huh. they were missing and the horse trick lady was yes. like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, sure they're she, fine. Yeah. And it's like, your kids are literally not here. Yeah. This and is a ranch. they are very missing. They yes. are on a horse to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they are very not here. Yes. Um, she, okay, I, she was a little toxic. You think so? Yeah, I do. Because, Tell me about it. Well, first of all, there was that. And uh-huh. second, like, there was a, I don't know, there was a part where, like, she was trying to get too close or whatever, and the kids were, like, took a minute to warm to her, and the dad was like, sorry about them they're still like hung up on the concept of their mom or something like that like they're still not over the fact that their mom died Died. yeah and so she's like but then she's like you know whatever i don't want to help anyway like i don't even care about you guys like it's fine like you don't want to date me anyway like it's fine 
like whatever but like it passive aggressive oh that's so funny and then, i read that moment as like you know what no it's i understand like i'm a little insulted but i am here for the ranch i'm just i'm gonna do it anyway because i'm i love the ranch but I wish that she had taken a moment to, like, be like, girls, I know I can never replace your mom or something like that. Just to be like, True. well, then, okay, if you have that problem, then I'm just here for the ranch. I don't know. It just felt very, like, and then the girls had to go apologize to her. Yeah, it was wild she was so offended by just yeah, a pretty just, not like, even that up. mean thing. Just kind It wasn't of a mean, mean thing. It was them loving their mom who died. Right. <laughs> like, and she was just like, no, we're going to do this with my dad. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to mm-hmm. do this with us. Like, it. It wasn't yeah. like they called her, like, mean or no. anything. I just, I, yeah, she, like, rubbed me the wrong way. What else was similar, do you think? Well, one thing I thought was in both of these movies and never really paid off, I guess more in Double Double, Double Double, but they both vaguely had spiritual powers. Yes. Like, spiritual twin powers. It's really not explained in how the West was fun because they just have, like, this uh, ESPN or, excuse me. Oh, my have- God. <laughs> You really said that. I really said that. <laughs> Don't edit it out. I'm they not. have this ESP kind of dream and then wake up. Don't explain. Like, they're not weirded out about it. It seems like they just have this kind of connection. Yeah. And then, like, they concoct this whole plan for how they're going to win back the ranch and go on this gold hunt with, like, clearly some sort of other spiritual yeah. like mind connection yeah. and it's like wait where did this come from what is yeah, this yeah they're like ma- a little magic yeah and, no and then talks about it and in double double they're also a little magic is it, like there's another thing where they there, there's like a like something where they like don't they like get something they have a wand yeah a magic wand that they won at the party where they were popular yeah they won they right. won the wand and it just kind of it's magic right but there's no moment where they're like whoa did that wand just move that cat like they're just like they just it just does it it's just magic yeah and then they have it with them the whole time and then they solve all their problems on their own, but then there was one moment where they, like, needed to open a window or something, and then mm. they're like, I can't open it, and then one of the their sidekicks is like, use your magic wand, and they're like, okay, and then they just do. That's <laughs> like, true, yes. Like, it's I never yeah, explained. It's not explained. It's not explained at all. Yeah, I guess it, they do need that at the end to, like, break the spell of the mirror or whatever, but that also is could be explained just by them being twins, because that seems to be part of the, the yeah. witchery. No, we need, like, a moment where they realize. Because otherwise it's, like, have they always been a little magic? And they're not right. talking about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Weird thing in both movies. Yeah. Really, really weird. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, they're both really smart. They're really smart in all of them. Yes. Like, they're, they're really, really cunning. Really yeah. good at, like, figuring things out. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like just overall good role models for kids at this time just because except for the running away part yeah but um (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I think they're yes I think most like very aspirational sort of kids like go go get them do it yourself solve adventures and everything yeah and there are aspirational and they are both of these movies set them up for being like heroes to admire but also like down-to-earth people who you could be friends with which I would say yeah, like, sets them up to be people to be fans of, which leads perfectly into them creating their fun club because they realize that they're, like, cultivating all these fans. Absolutely. And that goes, that happens right at the same time, like, right after this. Yes. 
Absolutely. Which we're going to talk about next time. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do you want to do a little acting tracker here? Yeah, sure. I would love to. Yeah, because that's something like a segment that we introduced last week. And and just to go over it again, we're going to do it every time we introduce acting tracker. They never had to be good actors. To be clear, they were chosen as babies for this life. Only yes. would it be a coincidence if they were also good at acting. Yes. Um, but because everyone likes to call them bad actors, we are going to just keep an eye on their performance. So um, I think but we... Yes, I do, I do want to say that like we're keeping an eye on their performance, but it... It could be terrible and that would be fine. Yes. Like it should be it should be terrible. And anything better than that is a miracle because they were babies. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I think kind of a miracle is happening a little bit because I think they're really good in these two movies. Like there's of course weird, awkward ways that they say things. They kind of swallow the ends of words here and there. Mm-hmm. Um my fiance was listening to this and he's like, you know what? I think Mary-Kate was definitely the better actor after we had just watched How the West Was Fun. And I was like, excuse you. He's like, but you've said that. I'm like, I get to say that. Yeah, you don't get to And that's not apparent that. in this movie. Yeah. You tell me which one's which. I don't think you know the difference. Yeah, no. Good for you. Good Thank for you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like their acting ability is very even in these two movies. And yeah, they're just, they're kind of swallowing words as five-year-olds should and yeah. they say things a little awkwardly sometimes, but mostly their timing and, like, just their way of expressing the story through their faces yes. is really good. It is really good, and I think they ca- with their emotions and how they are moving through what happens, they car- they do carry it. Like, they're not these, like, dull kids who can't do it. Like, they are legitimately captivating on screen, like, you want to watch them and they're entertaining and they're good and you believe them. Like, I know that, like, you know they're little kids acting, but they're doing what they need to be doing. Like, mm-hmm. when the evil witch in Double Double Toil and Trouble is, like, pretending to be her sister, Mary-Kate? Which one was there when she was, which one was being tricked? That was Ashley. Ashley? <laughs> um, <laughs> Ashley was, like... She, she like the way because she basically wait, like wait, tried wait. to like like glasses like, up she, on my nose right oh, now because yeah. Uh, yeah that was actually yeah. that was actually uh she was trying to like gauge like she was like wait something seems off and she was like oh Aunt Sophia like it's so good to see you and like we're gonna make cookies right and like and oh then she, like, I'm so sorry that was Mary Kate you're right that's I was thinking I, of a different part of the movie I'm so sorry I'm so it's okay. sorry it's okay um but yeah uh so she was like and Sophia like we're gonna I'm gonna like make your favorite cookies right and then she's like of course and Mary Kate's like chocolate chip right and then she's like I'm my favorite and then Mary Kate is just like Aunt Sophia doesn't like chocolate chip. She likes raisins. And then she's like, but like, just like the way that she like fights back and like, but also the way that she like, you see her, I mean, they overdo it a little, but like you see it hit her and like you see her processing it. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you did a, you did a really good job with that. And then also there are parts later where like legitimate scary evil stuff happens where they're snatched by evil, evil stuff. And like, they're like really scared. Totally. Like, you really see and then, it. 
also in the gold when the in the how the west was spun when they find the gold finally and it's it's fool's gold but at the same time before they know that their look of like genuine wonder is so sweet it's really sweet and cute yeah very believable and also like there's this one part i don't know why it keeps sticking out to me but it's like when mary kate and ashley go to the um conference room to like Mm -hmm get the money yeah. um and send some paperwork um they are like they're just like mary kate is just like we want to teach you how the west was fun and it's just like <laughs> the way she said it is just like so cute and like genuine and sweet and funny i just loved yes. it i loved it too and again for five-year-olds acting having never been like tested and had to find a job because of their acting ability they just were put there amazing yeah this is they a miracle a coincidence that worked out really well for Robert Thorne yeah for Robert Thorne it all worked out well for Robert Thorne oh you know we didn't even talk about the producer was Adria later <gasps> we haven't who was their baby wrangler on full house I know this is a really weird thing was she a producer for both or just how the west was fun I didn't check for both I only saw how the west was fun because I noticed it in the opening credits but I didn't yes on double double toil and trouble well we know for sure how the west was fun and so yes. that's the later movie so Adria later is absolutely doing some like weird ladder climbing sort of thing yeah which because, is fine which is totally fine but it does like I, I just wonder what her intentions are like mm-hmm. is it that she really wanted to be a producer and she had like this really strong connection to these kids and like was trying to help or was she using this part this like opportunity that she had to like climb the ranks and become more important in Hollywood. Right. You know, and it it could be both. Yeah. And I do want to say too, like, I know that you and I are really like eager to be on the case of like getting to the bottom of like the evil underbelly of like Robert Thorne and Asia later and like Jeff Franklin and whatever, which I totally still want to do. But I also want to say like, as people who like work in the business, like, yes, it is very normal to be like, okay, long-term goal. I want to be a producer. Here's a, here's like a different type of job that'll get me into that. And now I have this connection to Mary Kate and Ashley. And so I'm going to be a producer on their projects, like looking at those steps and looking ahead. And I just don't want to inherently, especially because she's a woman. And I I think that also is like, oh, she's being calculated. Like, I don't want to like put that out there because that's like a very reasonable thing to do. Um, Absolutely. And thank you for saying that. It is important to be said. I think I have a little bit of just a chip on my shoulder because of, we talked about this um, a couple of weeks ago, the uh, QVC interview where the two girls are being interviewed on a QVC show and they are miserable trying to sell these Michelle Tanner dolls. And Adria later is their cohort that day. Like just being like, go on girls, tell them, tell them you love the doll right no for sure I just I'm just like so mad that like every single adult associated with that weren't just like let the adults sell the dolls like let them go have nap time they don't want to be here there was no one there to advocate for them and the person there who was closest to them Adria later was the one who was like trying to get them to do it and so maybe she doesn't necessarily have like she has maybe ambitious intentions for her career which is great I don't, whatever, but like maybe for the purpose of us in like being on team Mary Kate Nashley all the way for yes. everything, maybe 
she didn't have their best interest in mind yes. or at heart. Um, but we right. can't know. We don't know her. We um, can't know. But I Adria, also find if it- you want to set the record straight. Yeah. Give us a call. Would love to talk to you. Yeah. Love to have you on the show. By the way, can I just really quickly say, so I moved to Los Angeles and the minute I did, I was like, thank you. The minute I did, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to drive by the American Nationally Fun Club <laughs> as if <gasps> it's still there. Because um, I was in Burbank yesterday because I went to Ikea. Um, uh-huh. But Hollywood Way up there isn't, it's not, it doesn't exist. It's like North Hollywood Way or South Hollywood Way. What? So, the address doesn't exist? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, this is God. spooky. This is really spooky stuff. Um, it's probably North Hollywood way and they just didn't, they didn't write it down. Um, but, but they had a lot of people sending mail to that address. Yeah. So. so it probably was North and they just, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to look and find it, but it's very much like you just planted the seed for a new mystery for this show. I think we do have to solve this mystery. And I do think I have to go see where it is, but I looked it up and it's like, it's like nail salons and stuff, which is like, I, when I was a kid, I was like, oh my God, Hollywood way. Like (laughs) I was just like, this it's a palace. Like it is a palace mansion where this fun club is. And it's literally like, you know, a strip mall above a nail salon, probably. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a mailing address for a fun club. Anyway. Um, what were you going to say before? No, I, 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 I think that was, I think that was it just cause like, yeah, you imagine it's going to be a business and or a, a big mansion. This is where they live. Yeah. Right. It's like their house. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I think we should probably wrap up here. We're okay. about at time, but I want to do a quick Mary Kate or Ashley. I have an idea. So fun. Yes. What's your idea? Uh, between double, double toil and trouble and how the West was fun. Oh, what is the Mary Kate? <gasps> which is That's the Ashley. Such a good one. That's since that is <laughs> That is insane. Um, you know it's insane. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Okay. I think. Okay. You know what? I I can I can see it for either, and I have reasons for both. Oh really? Okay. Because I really think it's my the instinct. One. Is, my instinct is Mary Kate is how the else was fun, and no Ashley. No way. I thought opposite. Like okay, but you now tell me, tell me, okay. and then I'll tell you my reason for both. Totally. I mean, now that like you say, Mary Kate is how the West was fun. Mary Kate loves horses. She's an equestrian now. Like now I even feel bad, like going this direction, but I'm going to go because it was just where my heart was. Totally. Um, Like double, double toil and trouble is just like very like, how do I like, it's very whimsical. It's very like spunky. It's very spooky. It's very like offbeat. It's very like, um, I don't know. I want to say more, uh, exciting, especially yeah. in all of the, like the magic and witchery and everything like that. It's like a little more spontaneous in that way and surprising mm-hmm. in that way. And that feels like a very all Mary Kate kind of energy, like very surprising, yeah. very spontaneous and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And how the West was fun is a very quiet movie, yeah. a very, uh, type a movie with yeah. all of a the paperwork, paperwork <laughs> and wonky logistics. <laughs> and that is where Ashley thrives. Yes. In business it's true yes and also just being a little bit more quiet kind of leaving it to uh the nature to to speak for it yeah no that's that's very fair and to be fair also that would have been my reason for choosing those two 
Yeah. But then um, I want to hear what your, well, my initial is. thought was I immediately went to the horses and yeah. I went to like nature and I feel like how the West was fun is a little more tomboyish. Totally. Like, and they both are like dressed down and they're both like dressed. Oh, but sorry to interrupt, but I did notice that like Ashley was wearing dresses all throughout West was fun. And Mary Kate was wearing pants. And I just wondered oh, if this was where that, so that was started. where they started being like the girly one and a tomboy. Could I wonder, I wonder if that was something that they decided. And then they're like, yeah, this is how we're comfortable. Or if literally Robert Thorne and Adria later were like, we're going to experiment with you being the girly one and you being the sporty one. And we're going to take notes and we're going to do focus groups. Like who knows? Could be, um, and then that foot they're up for the rest of um but yeah like mary kate in that movie was dressed like she was dressed like um diane from it takes two she was dressed like chessie from yeah. what's it called like farmhand like like you know the like the denim shirts and like all of that and like i just feel like how the west was fun is like less frills and it's like a fine line because it's like frills and girliness I feel like is Ashley but like excitement and bubbliness and like whimsy I feel like is Mary Kate so I see I see it both ways for double double toil and trouble and I feel like I just feel like how the west was fun is like a more tomboyish thing yeah no and she looked like she was thriving in that movie those outfits were fantastic like Mary Kate's outfits in that movie I would wear those I don't know if I'm cool enough to wear them, honestly. Like, they were, like, just, like, great jeans with T-shirts and, like, the 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 shirts. Like, what uh-huh. is it? They're not denim. What is it called? It's, like, the blue. Vest? No, they're, like, the blue button-up shirts, like, that oh. are not. What are those called? Well, whatever. She just looked very cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wait, okay. Can we do another one? Sure. Um, okay, because I moved to L.A., New York or L.A. <gasps> oh, my God. Do you know which one you think it is? I think I do. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with my instinct. Okay. You go first. New York is Mary-Kate and L.A. is Ashley. Wow. What? Oh, You're again. different? Yeah. Oh, my you God. Go, you explain first. Okay, so I feel like L.A. is, like, L.A. Like, we're going to go shopping and, like, we're going to go, like, palm trees. And, yes, I guess, like, that's fun, but it's also, like, girly and, like, (laughs) and then I feel like New York is, like, well, the thing is, actually, when I think of New York, and this might be not the path we're going because I feel like when we do this challenge, it's always kids, Mary-Kate and Ashley, but I'm Um. thinking of Mary-Kate as like now and yes. just being or even even as like even when they went to NYU that whole vibe I see as Mary Kate more than Ashley mm. like mm-hmm. the like hunched over with the big jackets and the cigarettes like that to me is so Mary Kate and I that agree. is so New York like that's not LA to me at all yes um, yeah I think you're right on that yeah so what is your thinking I I'm really attaching myself to like Ashley as the business one and very straight laced, very classic. And Mm -hmm. this is also more on their like adult personas probably. Um, 
and, and very sophisticated, very like just kind of classic all over. And Mary Kate just kind of being more like, no, I'm more free. I want to do what I want. I want to like uh, not be on a schedule, which right. feels very L.A. Yeah. to me. Yeah. And she's also like so tan these days. Is she? <laughs> she's oh, yeah. so tan. Okay. Look at the picture. If, if you guys can, if you guys can, like check out the cover of, I don't know if it's like Us Weekly or In Style or something. There's this mm-hmm. picture of Mary Kate that is like a different person's face and it's just like I sent it to you yeah you did yeah and I I couldn't see like from the picture of the picture you sent me yeah I was kind of like I feel like that's how she kind of looks now no but, but her face is different like it's a different there's like a different soul behind her eyes like I don't know what they did interesting um, I I do kind of consistently think her face looks so much different now than what yeah it, what I, the Mary Kate I grew up knowing yeah it definitely does but this is like a different level wow um, okay do you want to do one more person. we could try to do one more cats or dogs cats or dogs we know that <laughs> do we dogs are Mary Kate and cats are Ashley yeah that's are obvious you you're right you're right you're right <laughs> What a dumb suggestion I had. So dumb. <laughs> okay, movies or TV. <laughs> this is so insane. We've been recording too long. <laughs> Cloris Leachman <gasps> or Martin oh, um, Mull. The two bad guys. Yes. yes. Which That's bad a good guy one. That's a really good one. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. I think I know. I think I do too. You go first. I think Cloris Leachman is Mary Kate, and I think Martin Mull is Ashley. Whoa! We're totally on different pages today. Yeah, we're totally on different pages today. Oh my god! (laughs) Tell me your reasoning. Uh, yeah, I guess it's still again. I'm really attached to business right now. Actually, it's like just where it's like that is her vibe. She is so about the paperwork. She always knows what needs to be signed in order to get to the next thing that she wants. Yeah. Um, and Mary Kate is like, I mean, if especially if we're talking very Mary Kate energy, is just Cloris Leachman, especially in this movie all over oh for sure i mean i will say that mary kate is both like i feel like she could be she's more both Mm -hmm. than ashley is either of them but i will say i picked cloris leachman for ashley because i mean honestly she's more feminine and you're attached to the girly and tom yeah i'm attached to the business and to the paperwork (laughs) um (laughs) but like i um i feel like Cloris Leachman, like, not only is she literally a woman, but it's also, like, it was about a guy and, like, Ashley's boy crazy and whatever. And, like, also, like, (laughs) amazing outfits. Like, she has amazing outfits. And um, I feel like the bad guy in What's It Called, he's just, like, more off the rails yeah. Like, I feel like Cloris Leachman, even though she was insane, was actually more grounded. Totally. And I feel like, like, you understand, and she's, she, her performance was very grounded, even though her performance was also insane. Yeah. Whereas, um, what's his name was, like... Martin Mull. Yeah. Just, like, name? yeah. just, like, caricature evil crazy. 
Yes. Yes. And if you want to like, throw yeah. your grandmother, your mother into an old folks home and, like, and kill take... all the horses and like yeah. kidnap all the children. You're evil. You're evil. Not that Mary Kate is evil, but like she's just more extreme. Yes. Mm-hmm. And whereas like Cloris Leachman has like even in what calculated. I the scene the calculated. The scene yeah. I was talking about before where she like does the big curse and she's like calm. Mm-hmm. That to me feels more ash. Totally. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So join us back next week where we talk about the fun club mm-hmm. and their first detective movies, which, spoiler alert, the first one is like the secret of Thorn Mansion, spelled T H O R N E for Robert Thorne. Uh, and I, I think I um maybe misled you. It is just without an E. Well, I just double you know checked what? it. They did that so that people like us 30 years later wouldn't be on to them. But we are on to them. We're on to you, We are on to you, Robert The case Thorne. of Robert Thorne. <laughs> the case of Robert Thorne taking these girls' careers and hijacking them. We are on to you, Robert Naming Thorne. their first direct-to-video after yourself. Wow. Classy move. Wow. 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 So we're going to um, talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us at They Thought I Was You on Instagram. Or send us an email at theythoughtitwasyou at gmail.com. And we'll see you back next week to talk about the fun club. Yay! Yay! Thanks, thank guys. Thank you. Bye. They thought I was you. If it's up to me, you'll all.